welcome to the AG podcast. Um, I'm your host, Jaminator, and today we've got Ash Cohen. Um, good afternoon. Good evening, Ash. Good evening. How are you, mate? You all right? How are you? I'm good, thank you. What about yourself? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Good, good. And uh, for today, well, for one night only, maybe, we'll see. Uh, we've actually got a late substitute. We've, uh, we've had to dump Joby this week. Uh, apparently his children are more important to him than ourselves. Bit bit disappointed about that. Um, but we've uh, <laughs> how dare he? how dare he indeed. Um, but today we've got uh, the big boss man. We've got Marcus involved. So good evening, Marcus. Good evening, fellas. How are we? Yeah, not too bad. Right. Thank you, mate. Not too bad. Thanks for asking. Um, so obviously quite unique this week. Obviously having yourself on. So expect plenty of questions that we've been fired at you. Um, it'll be quite interesting to get a different oh, opinion. God. Yeah, oh, no, you'll be fine. We'll look after you. Don't worry. We'll look after you. So a bit of a <laughs> bit of an overview uh, into today's episode, just to give you guys a bit of heads up as to what you've got coming up. So we're going to be looking at a review of the Premier League season, taking into account manager of the season, player of the season, expectations and new players and managers going forward. We'll do the same for the Championship and then the uh, the new League One, obviously formerly the Reserve League. Um, we'll then be looking at possibly season predictions, obviously, and tying that in as well with the uh, the introduction now of the new franchises, which will be delivered to you live uh, in the podcast, because uh, they're just about to go as we're recording this now. Uh, we'll talk to uh, Marcus about the new bookies feature, uh, and we'll ask him a little bit about the prediction league, the pickums that you've uh, you've seen advertised in there as well. And then towards the end, we'll just talk about some listeners' questions and uh, see what you guys have sent forward to see see what you're asking. So, boys, to start off with then, the uh, the Prem, obviously it's finished, uh, managed to scrape in there myself, uh, by the skin of my teeth, so I'm quite happy with that, avoiding the relegation. To, well, do you know what, maybe that's why Joby's not here, maybe that's it, maybe he's not. He's too afraid to face <laughs> me after I vanquished him, that's probably what it is, isn't it? Um, he's got, I didn't realise, sour milk, maybe. Isn't it? that's what it is. <laughs> anyway. It's like his playoff final, I think he's bottled it. <laughs> exactly, yeah, <laughs> exactly that. So, uh, Ash, I mean, if we come to you first. Um, a little bit of a review yeah. of the Prem, obviously. I know we did a little bit of some of the similar things to this last week. Um, but first of all, if we, if we start off with a bit of a review of the season, you enjoyed it? Yeah, yeah, it's been a very good season. Um, you know, it's uh, it's been uh, it's been an interesting one. Um, you know, I mean, for a long period of time, uh, I was up there at the top um, with subs. Uh, you know, in that sort of two-horse race, uh, obviously subs went on to uh, to do that in the end and unbeaten. So I mean, I know we congratulated him on the last podcast, um, but obviously it is now since the league has finished and uh, all the se- you know all the seasons are being wrapped up. You know, he did go unbeaten and he won the I think he won the CC and the League Cup uh, without losing a game as well. So I think he's probably only the second player. Um, ever on AG to ever do that so congratulations to him you know I mean that's a really really impressive feat and it, I don't think it will be done again uh, for a long time um, but you know at, at the start of the season for me personally I would have taken second uh, with the squad I had um, but you know it's been a, it's been a great season I really really enjoyed it um, this season yeah fantastic I mean Marcus what about you from an outside obviously looking in obviously you you run the league you make sure everything sort of you know goes all tickety-boo in, in regards to the admins as well um what have you what's been your appraisal of this season one of the best yet yeah I think so I mean you've that's Ash just touched on it there with by how good how 
by a good subs is, you know, that's a phenomenal achievement. So, you know, losing zero games all season is is really, really good, considering the quality in that league as well. I know we hear Storm who bangs on about Belonga all the time, um, <laughs> being the best on the side, if you can just put the effort <laughs> in. Um, and he is a great player. My mate Aaron's down there as well. Um, yeah. If only this was three years ago, he'll understand <laughs> that with Tans. Um <laughs> I mean, the one I'm disappointed in um, is Paul Lowe's really down at the bottom yeah, there. He's um, for all of our leagues. He's always he's always sort of teetered towards the top of the league. He's been up there in the mix. I think he's actually won a couple of leagues on AG as well. Um, yeah. I'm very very surprised to see him go down. Very surprised. Yeah, I mean, again, I think I'm, I'm very much the same. I remember playing him a few times before the league started, um, and he would I, I couldn't beat him. I couldn't take the ball off him, um, and I think he won a tournament quite close to the start of the league as well um, you know knocking out quite yeah. a few big players on the way so that was that was quite a shock really um, based on manager of the season then um, obviously again Ash I'll come to you first but I mean does it does it have to go to subs do you think I mean looking at the, the premiership I think table, it has to yeah I think it has to go to subs you know anyone that goes the entire league season unbeaten and the whole season in fact unbeaten um, I, I think there's only really one candidate for yeah. it um, and that would have to be subs what about yourself, Marcus? Yeah, I think there's a couple of um, standouts there. Obviously, Ash has mentioned subs, but without bragging yourself up because you're on tonight, but I, th- I literally thought about six weeks ago you were dead and buried. I thought I thought you were a goner jam. Oh, yeah, um, included, yeah. To I be honest, agree, so yeah. to pull it out of there, I thought, I thought so you've done really, really well. I, I'm one that you mentioned on the last podcast as well, Tans. To finish fourth from where he was, just really pulled a run together where just shot at the table. Fantastic run that from Tans. But I think overall, I think you've got to go with subs, haven't you? He's been brilliant this year. I mean, I think I understand where both of you are coming from 100%. And I think it's that debate, almost like last season in real life in the Premier League, where everyone was saying, well, obviously it's got to be Guardiola, you know, broke all them records and won the league at a counter and whatever. And, you know, in, in this situation, subs would be that, that candidate. But for me, I don't know, I, I, I actually agree with one you brought up there. I, I think Tans, for me, uh, believe it or not, would be probably my manager of the season in the Prem. I think he was absolutely shocking for the first few fixtures to the point where I thought, well, this guy's going to be rock bottom. Like, no, no doubt about it, he'll be bottom of the league. Um, and, you know, out of nowhere, yeah. you know, a bit of shrewd spending, a few shrewd transfers. He's managed to pull it out of the bag and, and finish fourth, which, you know, it's a very Spursy thing to do. We know we know with that, finishing fourth. You know, it's it's what, they, <laughs> what they like to do now. Um, uh, you know, he's obviously emulating um, Poch, you know, his hero. Um, but for me, I think it is that thing where I think he probably deserves it slightly more than Subs because Subs, he, he expects to be up there. Whereas Tans, I don't think he expected to be anywhere near there. So, for me, I, I, obviously, I'll go with you two, the consensus, and we'll, we'll agree on subs, definitely. Um, but for me, I think Tans would be a worthy runner-up, absolutely. Um, in in regards to yeah. the, the player of the season, so obviously, by this, we mean, you know, your, your Eddie Bayors, your Selvios, you know, your people like that. Um, I mean, what, what do we think, Marcus? I mean, if we come to you first, again, I know it's a little bit difficult because you've not been playing against these guys. But looking at the sheets and, and things like that, I mean, what can, can we look past Adi Bayor with the, I think it's 34 goals scored? It's another one of Ash's scorers, top of the list again, isn't it? I'm sick of seeing Ash's name at the top of the golden boot, <laughs> if I'm honest. You know, I think me and him had a battle two or three seasons ago, Ash, when I was in yeah. the league. 
um, between Adebayor and some, um, sorry, between a player of yours uh, and a player of yeah. mine, where it was just ridiculous. Ashley's player was scoring all the time. Um, Eduardo Silva uh, or Salvio, is it from yeah. Belongas? Is there as well? But Adebayor smashed it, hasn't he? You know, yeah. he's thirteen goals clear. Mm. He's got to be player of the season, hasn't he? For me, hundred percent. Again, for me, again, it's a no-brainer. I think for me, Adebayor definitely. Ash, are you going to back your man? Yeah, yeah, he's been very, uh, very effective for me, as you can see with thirty-four goals. Um, it's quite funny, you know. I've mentioned it a few times on the podcast that he was a player that I was actually going to, uh, I was actually going to sell at the beginning of the season. A uh, bit of a mad, <laughs> a mad idea, really. But um, yeah, I stuck with him. Uh, but he's been really, really effective for me. So I'm hoping he'll, uh, he'll carry on for the next season as well. So I mean, again, absolutely fine. Added by all, hundred percent player of the season for the Prem. In regards to expectation for the new season of Prem, what do we think? Obviously, looking at who's going to be in that Premier League, we've got the usual suspects that were in there last year. Um, we've also got Jordy Croft uh, coming up from the Championship. We've got Sofa coming up from the Championship. Um, and Bertie, who obviously won the uh, the playoff final, which obviously was a great game in itself as well. Um, and then dropping out, yeah. we've got uh, Malian, Paul O's and Joby. So, I mean... Who do we think, you know, how do we think it's going to pan out next season? I mean, personally, for myself, I would hope not to be bottom four next season. I think I've got more about me than the three players coming up, if I'm being honest. I think I could beat those three. Um, and then again, it's whether or not I could beat, possibly, you know, maybe Tans could take a dip. Um, Belonga might just default all his games by not turning up. Um, you know, you, you just don't know. Um, I mean, again, Ash, what, what do you think for next season? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm hoping it's going to be a little bit more, um, a little bit more open than just me and Subs up there, um, you know, because uh, it, it seems to be me and him that have contested it for the last few seasons. If Belonga can, um, you know, perform from the beginning, I expect he will be up there as well. Um, even Aaron, you know, I mean, Aaron has struggled this FIFA, I think, in general. Um, you know, he's not found the form that he did, you know, last FIFA. Um, and obviously the FIFAs of the past gone by. So three years ago, you know, yeah, <laughs> FIFA 15, yeah, FIFA 15, FIFA 14. Um, so you know, maybe he'll be up there. Um, the other player that you know I think could be a little bit of a dark horse, and I know he was this season, was uh, Danger Mouse. Mm. Um, you know, he can be a little bit of a tricky player as well. Um, so, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting because I think it's going to be more open than it has been this year. Um, it, it's going to be, um, yeah, it, it's going to be good. It's, I'm looking forward to it. No, sounds good. What about yourself, Marcus? What do you think? What are your thoughts on next season's Prem? I'm just going to touch on where Ash spoke about Danger Mouse. I mean, I've played him in a, in a couple of tournaments um, and events and things like that. And I... I He's a difficult player to play against. Now, everyone gets their individual players where you usually find that you, you struggle to play against them, but I expected him to be higher in the league, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, like Ash said, um, I didn't expect him to finish sixth. Mm. I was thinking more second, third, maybe for him. Um, but the one to watch out, I think, coming up from the championship is Jordi. I think, I, I think Jordi... Georgie, Georgie, <laughs> I think Geordie will mix it. He'll mix it with the big boys. I think he'll really mix that league up. 
put him putting my neck on the line, I believe that the three coming up are stronger than the three going down. Now that Ooh, might go that a bit. Is, yeah. Mm. yeah, I'm not sure about that. But I think the three coming up are stronger than the three coming down. Um, so, yeah, but somebody's got to challenge subs, haven't they? You know, he can't have another, he can't have another season like that. You've got, um, he scored 75 goals last year, mm. only conceding 31. Um, do you feel that's, I mean, you guys play in the league week in, week out. Do you feel it's because, we all know subs is a good player. Do you think it's because he's got the best team? Alongside well, it. Well, me personally, if I, if I go first, Ash, I mean, me personally, I think I don't think it's because he's got the best team. I think he's got a great spine um, through his team. You know, he's got Bakayoko, he's got Costa, he, you know, he's got a lot of good players, you know, going through that team. Um, but I, I, I purely think it's that the guy, con- you know, some guys on the side, you know, Tams, even myself to a degree, some of us, you know, will play, we'll chat, we'll, you know, we'll do it while we're sort of mixing it up. Whereas Subs, I mean, he didn't even enter the party chat with me until after the games had finished. You know, he takes this quite seriously. Um, I think it's the concentration. <laughs> no, seriously, I think he, he's yeah. just got such a will to win. I think that's where it comes from, and I think that's why he's up there. But if you look at the league, part of the problem is that Ash, Belonga, Tans, Danger Mouse, you know, everyone from second to tenth will take points off each other. We've all, like you say, we've all got a bogey team, and Subs doesn't seem to have a bogey team. You know, and I think that's the problem. If we didn't take points off each other, one of us would be a lot closer to him, but that's just obviously not how it works. Um, I mean, Ash, obviously yeah. you, you played him in the last two games. You drew one, won one. What do you think um, going into the yeah. next season about him? Yeah, I think, you know, he's um, he's got a very good team. Um, you know, statistically, I think it might be the best team in the league. Uh and, you know, you've touched on it that he doesn't go into party chats. So if he does go into party chats and you're playing him, don't expect him to talk mm. because he, he concentrates. And uh, I, I respect him for that. But he's also the master of the low driven shot, yeah. which <laughs> on this FIFA, on this FIFA, <laughs> oh, it yeah. is a bit like it's a bit like um, long range shots in the last mm. FIFA. It is very overpowered. Um on this FIFA in that you know if you get it right 90% of the time it will go in and he was the master of it so if you looked at the 75 goals he scored this season I wonder how many of those were low driven and I would probably say more than half I would say at least 74 more than half of them probably were low (laughs) (laughs) most of them low driven so you know I think in terms of the next FIFA it's going to be interesting seeing that they've uh, obviously they're revamping Mm. all the shooting back out um, you know, we'll then see whether it is um, there was more to it than uh, than just the master of the low so, driven shots. So what but, you're saying is, yeah, a I mean, it, that, that's what you're trying to say that he shouldn't have done. I'm he's saying that he trick. does it very well. <laughs> he does it very well, and he's consistently up there. So it, it, it's not a one trick pony. Um, <laughs> but I just I'm putting the point out there, and I'm putting the feelers, and maybe he can answer that in you know in the thread. Um, you know how many of his goals? <laughs> how many of his goals were low-driven shots? Yeah, I'd like to know point. the answer to that sub. Did he get this podcast yeah. in Sweden? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, well, I mean, mo- can we do it in Swedish? <laughs> do it in Swedish. Can we oh, yeah, good luck. Um, you'll be looking for a new host, I think, mate. I'm afraid. Um, so if, if, we're looking, um, if, if we leave the Premier League there for a little bit and we move on to the Championship, obviously, because we uh, we need to sort of uh, have a little look at that as well. Uh, we've already talked about the three players yeah. that have come up. Obviously, Bertie, who finished in fifth, managed to win win the uh, playoff. 
we've got well it's funny actually yeah. because the playoff obviously it was Bertie and the Wints who came fifth and sixth they contested the final so in a way Big B and Soggy Cabbages kind of bottled it really you know they finished third and fourth both pushing for the title and then just fell away in the last week mm. but fell short and then lost in the playoffs as always happens you know if you look at some of these teams in real life they always say the player you know the team that makes that late run and gets into sixth they do quite well um, and it's obviously what's happened there with New Wints and mm. Bertie really um, but yeah, if we look at the championship, yeah. obviously we've got Chadge and Rhino um, going down into what will be the new League One, um, which again, I think I think they'll do all right. I think they will do okay. Um, some of the reserve leaguers are quite good, um, but obviously the best two have been taken out. Um, but I do think looking at it, I think manager of the season is a, oh, it's, yeah, it's such a tough one um, in the championship. You mm. could say manager of the season um, could be yeah, Red Rhino because he didn't finish bottom. You know, I mean, you could you could take that. Um, you could you could take soggy cabbages because up until the last five fixtures, I don't think Aggie was unbeaten. You know, again he 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 bottled it at the end. Um, but again, can you look much further than Jordy Croft? You know, eighteen, he was six points clear eight after eighteen games. You know, I, I don't know. What what do you think, Marcus? Yeah, I think it's got to be Jordy, uh, isn't it? Um... Brilliant end to the season. Just looking at his league table here now. Win, 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 draw. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't believe Soggy Cabbages was up there. You know, I've known Soggy for a few years on AG. He's come, he's, he's left. Um, and regardless of the thread that went out, he, he makes it difficult. He makes it difficult for people to play against. Um, it's a subject that you guys touched on. Um, if he'd have kept that going... This guy could have got automatic promotion. Mm, really could have. He was so, so close. He was three points short. But you look at his end to the season, it was loss, 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 win, loss. Mm. Um, so it. I think he'll be frustrated with that, really. Um, he was he was quick to say that he was top of the league at the start and we all knocked him. Yeah, won't last, won't yeah. last, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, he's, he really threw it away towards the end. Um, and considering he's the master of the so-called defensive tactics, um, yeah, it's um, he definitely threw that away. But yeah, I think it's Geordie, definitely, hundred percent. Ash, what about you? Manager of the season for the championship? Yeah, I mean, obviously Geordie is won the league. You know, um, won twelve, drawn three, and lost three. Um, obviously, you know, that can't be ignored. But you talked about Red Rhino. You know, a few weeks ago, Rhino didn't have any points on mm. the board. You were adamant that he was going to finish bottom. And fair play to uh, a fair play to Rhino. He's proved you wrong. Uh, and he's avoided that bottom spot. Um, you know, so I would say I would also put him up there, um, you know, from for avoiding that bottom spot and picking up the points um, because he finished on 14 points at the end of the day, it's which isn't, bad. you know, it's it looked like at one point he was going to finish below 10, mm. you know, possibly even below five. So, you know, um, it's uh, it, I think it's a good feat to get where, you know, the season he had, he had a bit of a turmoil season, but to not finish bottom, um, you know, I, I think given that, Sorry, given about three, four weeks ago he was uh, on pretty much no points, I think is a, is a good feat. Okay, so I mean, what do you I, know what I... I think is the turning point to his? Sorry to interrupt there, Jam. Um, mm. Do you know what I think the turning point was? Let, he let, beat Sofa three 0 Yeah, just I before Sofa yeah. went on all yeah. day. Mm. 
yeah, he he fucked it up for Sofa winning the title, and that was that was where it came into uh, to his own really. I think that gave him a lot of confidence. Um, I think he took he took four points yeah. mm-hmm. four points off Sofa, um, who up to that point had been pretty much dominant. Um, so yeah, I think I, I agree with you on that one, Marcus. I think wholeheartedly that's that's where he managed to get that last bit of form towards the end, definitely. Um, in regards to player. Um, of the uh, the championship, I mean, I, I played a few of the lads in the championship um, over a few games, you know, through the tournaments and, and things like that. Um, and for me, there is there's only one player. Well, there's two. There's two players. One which is um, the, the top scorer, Ibarbo, who plays for Sofa. I hate playing against this guy. He's a typical FIFA player. He's not been relevant in real life for about yeah. ten years. Um, he must be about 70 years old, yet he's still got 90 pace. It's just ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Um, you, you can tell yeah. I'm bitter, can't you, as well? But he's absolutely unreal. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and he seems to get the most out of him on the game as well, so fair enough. But for me, the absolute best player in that division for any team has got to be Big B striker Bafuma. Every time I play against him, he scores. Um, and for me, he's probably one of the... Again, I think he'll score the most goals in the championship next season. I'm going to lay that down right now. If he keeps hold of him, he will get the most goals. Uh, Ash, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I didn't play too many people in the championship in the season. Um, but there's a couple of players uh, you know, that I did play against that were really effective. You know, you've mentioned one of them, Victor Abarbo. Uh, player that always seems to be on every FIFA really, really effective and a little bit of a tricky player to against, uh, play against. Um, and you talked a little bit about Bifuma, um, you know. Uh, and the other player for me that I'll give a mention to is uh, Bob Banks, uh, Lozano. Mm. You know, really, really quick player. Um, be interesting to see whether Bob keeps him for next season. I don't expect Bob will sell. But if a big bid, you know, Lozano's been a player that's been subject to a few bids before, um, you know, from other players. So, you know, it's a couple of players there that have been really effective. But, yeah, I mean, you can't really look much further than, obviously, Victor Abarbo, the finished top of the uh, golden boot. I mean, only just, but, you know, he, he's an he's effective player on this FIFA. And, well, for the past few FIFAs. Well, like I say, he's a FIFA player, isn't he? Um, so again, happy to. Are we, are we going to say? A, I mean, what pr- player? And what do you think, Marcus, for the championship? Who's been the best player? Are you going to go look at the sheets? What do you think? Yeah, I think so. Um, a barbell, um top goal scorer. I mean, Bob Bank touted uh, Lozano round like some sort of hero, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, who is this guy? Who is it? And um, I looked at his stats, uh, and he is pretty decent. And I've just pulled up that Bafuma as well. Um, did did Briar have him from the off? I can't yeah, quite remember. Yeah, he did, Because yeah. he bought him off somebody, but bloody hell, he's got some stats, hasn't he? Eight, 92 acceleration, mm. 85 shot power. He's ridiculous. No wonder he's a, a handful. Yeah, he's crazy. Yeah. But I think the old man, well, uh, how old is Victor Ababo now? I think he's in his 30s, is he? Something like that. Like he seems to be around for years. Yeah, ridiculous, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I, I think you've got to go for him. I think you've definitely got to go for him. That's fair enough. Um, I mean, if we if we move on slightly, um, again, sort of leave the leave the championship there, and again, I think we agree, Abarbo would be the player um, of the season there. Obviously, it's very difficult to do a yeah. review of the reserve league because obviously myself, Ash, we weren't in it. Um, apart from seeing the results, you don't really get to see a good uh, good idea of what went on. Obviously, we know that Leon and Joe bossed it, and therefore, you know, they'll be in the the championship next season. 
honestly, I fully expect Joe to, to get out of the championship. I think he'll probably get out of first ask, uh, if I'm being honest. The only sort of caveat to that would be your Big B's, your Paul Lowe's. They might put up a bit of a fight, but I do think Joe would get out first time. Um, I know, obviously, Joe's a bit of a favourite of yours, Marcus, based on you cheering for him so much in the tournament the other week. Uh, when he came up against myself, you had to sort of tell him where where to go. Obviously, after I beat him, so stop, sorry, Joe, if you're listening, you know, know our feelings, mate. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, again, if if, if, we, if we sort of you know, rather than looking at the who's going to finish where in the uh, in the league one, obviously we know the the most of it is going to be uh, the, the new players. Um, if we have a little look more at the squads and the new players, you know, I mean, what I've got. 150, 160 players, you know, coming into the league. It's fantastic. Um, if we have a quick look and appraise some of these players, I mean, first of all, goalkeeper, the one that stands out for me, Rob Green, obviously. Um, you know, quality goalkeeper coming into the league. So, you know, he'll be hot property. <laughs> Just signed for, you know, one of the top I don't six. know if you're being serious or oh, sarcastic. I've got to be serious, mate. You know, England international. You know, plays for Chelsea. Oh, wow. <laughs> he'll be the number one when Courtois goes. Um, you know, lots of positive MDR, but um, no. In all seriousness, you know, Premier League, uh, Premier League quality, obviously, in regards to goalkeeper, you've got Begovic, you know, 80-rated goalkeeper. You've got the save with feet trait. He's a very, very good goalkeeper on FIFA. Um, when you're looking through the defenses, yeah. obviously, you've got some great defenders. You've got Pavard, who did so well for France in the World Cup in real life. Um, you know, I mean, you, you can go through it, and like I say, there's some real good players. Lewis Dunk at centre back. Um, who's going to be playing for Joe? Um, he's obviously quite good. You've got Mercado, who's one of the Argentinians. Um, again, there's so many good players coming in defence. Yeah. Midfield, again, if you're just, oh, just looking at some of the quality coming in, I mean, we've got um, sort of Jota, who's coming in from uh, from Wolves, obviously in real life. We've got uh, Tom Ince, we've got um, sort of Will, Will Hughes, who plays for Watford, Jeff Hendrick, who plays for Burnley, Phil Foden, the young Man City um, sort of uh, cam, as you were. Obviously, he's going to be fantastic. But the the main area for me, boys, anyway, I don't know what you two think, but the main area for me is definitely up front. I mean, you've got Theo Walcott coming in. You've got uh, Fernando Llorente. You've got Christian Benteke. Cenk Tosin. Um, a guy called Toko Akambe, who's ridiculously quick. Um, you've got Deprotter and Caleri. You've got uh, Luis Muriel. Um, I mean, you could, Dwight Gale. You know, the list goes on. Adnan Yanazai, who obviously, yeah, in real life, not that great. But on FIFA, he's really, really good. Um, Ash, who, who are you most looking forward to seeing out of these players? And, and more importantly, have you got your eye on any of them? Yeah, yeah. there's a, a couple of early bids will be going on. I mean, I've not spent anything in the auction tonight um, and in terms of the franchise, so there's a good... <laughs> um, <laughs> um, there's a good uh, you know I, I will be sending a few PMs out when the transfer window opens uh, that's for sure you know you talked about some of the players there that are, are going to be um, you know on people's lists to buy I mean another keeper that I quite like the look of is uh, Kevin Trapp uh, you know 80 rated I think Leon's got him um, you know how long for mm. we'll wait and see wink wink Leon Um <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, you know, the attack is the part where I think, you know, the uh, the, the new guys are, are not going to struggle with, you know. You talked a little bit, I mean, Huntelaar, Walcott, uh, Yesse, Lorenze, Benteke, Tosun, you know, all these players, 
they're they're going to be because it's the strikers that I think are obviously you know the most effective part of a player's uh, a player's team and a player's arsenal. Mm. Um, you know, I, I think the, I think they're all good squads to be quite honest with you. I'd, I'd look at that. I look at the teams there, and I don't think there's one team that is too horrendous. Um, you know. Obviously, I know that, you know, given a week or two when the transfer market opens, you know, those squads won't be the same. Um, but, yeah, there's some really good players. I mean, Ben Pavard, um, you know, if he gets his move to Bayern Munich um, in the uh, in the summer window, it'd be interesting to see what his rating goes up to. He's currently a 77. I would have thought that to have gone up to at least an 80 when he goes to, uh, if he does get that big move. Um but yeah, yeah, there's some really good players that are coming to the league will, now. He will for me as well. Just on that, I, mean, I was looking at some transfers in real life that were happening. He will definitely go to Bayern Munich. I'm 100 percent on that because um, Stuttgart, who plays for at the minute, have just signed a right back from Man City, one of their youngsters, uh, on a permanent deal for 10 million. And you don't spend that much money on a right back, you know, when you're in. I think they're in the second division of Germany, Stuttgart, or, or lower first division. You don't spend mm. that much money on a right back who's a youth prospect if you're just gonna, you know, gonna keep Pavard around. So for me, I definitely think he'll be going to Bayern yeah. Munich, which it's one of the reasons, you know, if anything, it, it, people can say what they want about the real life and how it doesn't affect the fantasy league, but it definitely does. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, I've got Gnabry, who at the minute plays for Hoffenheim. He's playing for Bayern Munich next season. You can't tell me that his value, his value in the fantasy league won't go up because of that, because it definitely will. The same way how Bakayoko, playing for subs, who's obviously at Chelsea at the moment in real life, if he goes somewhere else, you know, a Valencia or a you know, wherever, and, and plays in a lower league or, you know, plays in a less um, sort of, you know, eye-catching league, it, it does devalue the player because people want to play with players they know. You don't want to play with some random idea. You'd much rather play with someone that you're aware of. Um, and I think that's that's one of the keys. Mar- Marcus, what do you think about the new players coming in? Um, first of all, I'd like to say well done to the admins that have picked the teams because, I mean... I think we had a discussion as we were tossing them out, didn't we? Oh, you know, that team's a bit too much. That mm. team's a little, a little bit too less. And we're all undecided. But in the end, we decided to run with it. When you face them all off against the teams that are currently in the league, in the Premiership and the Championship, I think um, I think it's not, a, obviously, a level playing field, but it's a damn good start for those coming into the league. They've got some good rated players in there. Um, about um, Muriel seems to be as um, old as a barbel. He's been around <laughs> for years. He has Muriel. Yeah. Um, Hunter as well. I think Worm will be all over that because he loves a big striker up front. Worm yeah. loves a cross into the box. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they've got some good starts. Yanazai, Worm's got him. Um, again, don't be surprised if he tries to pair Hunter with him with his crossing ability. But yeah, I think you've touched on some very, very good. Kevin Trapp at um, is he still with PSG? Is he Kevin Trapp? I'm Other not quite minute. sure on I that think, one. I, I um, think he'll be he was PSG. On. Is he not PSG's first team goalkeeper then at the moment? No, well, they've got just signed Booth on, haven't they? No, I don't. I, I don't ah, of course, so. yeah. yeah. So he'll be moving on. Yeah, I think the interesting thing will be when we move over to FIFA 19. Mm. Because I think the players will get the big upgrades. Um, people yeah. need to bear that in mind that when we move over to FIFA 19, you'll still have the same set of players, what you end FIFA 18 on, giving nothing away there. <laughs> um, so I think next season you've got to buy for the future rather than for the current market. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
Um, yeah, great, great insight there. And I, I totally agree in regards to buying for the future. Again, something we'll come back on to later on in the listeners' questions. A um, little bit of a, a sneak preview. Um, a little bit of breaking the fourth wall, I guess, and giving a time of the day away and, and when we're recording this. But we've literally just had the bids come in for the franchises. So I'm just going to quickly whiz through and get your uh, your opinions on them, guys, if you don't mind. Um, so starting off with, uh, we have got... Um, well, I mean, the main one, if, if we're being totally honest, um, is we've got, obviously, Joe going 46.85 million for, for Liverpool. I mean, first of all, what do you think about that, Ash? Yeah, I mean, that's a big bid. Um, you know, it, it, I mean, it sets him up for the season and, you know, until until we have a reset. Um you know, but that's that's big money on a franchise. But uh, I mean, I say it's big money. You look at some of the other teams that have gone tonight: thirty-six million, forty-six million, thirty-seven point two million. They've all been quite big bids. Mm. Um, you know. I mean, I, I I don't know what you guys think. Again, and Marcus, I'll come to you in just a second. But when I look at it, I mean, the one of the people I feel sorry for is is the Malian. Obviously, he gave back. Um, a sort of quite quite poor franchise um, <laughs> went quite big on Leipzig yeah. with thirty point nine million uh, for Tans or uh, Immortal Troll as he's now uh, going to change his gamer tag to um, went <laughs> went quite big nice. on Leipzig um, and it's got quite a nice ring to it that hasn't it um, I think he you know he's gone quite big on Leipzig <laughs> you know one of the forty six million bids that you're on about there as well um, Ash. Uh, you know, 46 million on Leipzig, meaning that the Malian now is going to be, again, he's going to have a, a randomly assigned franchise, which won't bother him too much because he'll have cash to play with uh, in the transfer market. But obviously, we know that playing with a nice brand does make a big difference. Um, we've, we've seen, obviously, there's you know, Roma, who are obviously a four and a half star team, they've gone for 10 million less than Leipzig, who are obviously a, um, mm. a four star team. So it's, it's weird how that works. It really is, obviously. We've got some of the big guys going in. We've got Riverman, 37 million. Um, we've got uh, Storm, our old mate Storm, 28 million on Wolves. Um, one of the shocking ones, I've just <laughs> scrolled past it. Where are we going? We've got Jay Lizzle for Shizzle. So he has bid 15.1 million on Lil. And then he's also put in as a counter offer, in case he didn't get Lil, 10.2 million on Uara Reds which were a randomly designated team last season. So, I mean, I know we've got the Japanese link there with him being based in Japan, but for him to spend, you know, basically just a spunk 10 million, I don't know if he's not read the rules, but obviously he's not going to get that 10 million back. You know, he's, he's giving that away. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Um, you know, I mean, 10 million buys a lot of sushi. You know, I'm just saying. Um, so, you know, <laughs> it buys a lot of young English players. Um, so, it's one of those things, obviously... Marcus, what's your initial response to the uh, the franchise auction? Um, with bidding in a franchise auction, it's, especially when it's a blind one, it's difficult because it's it's hard to gauge who's gone in with what. When we use the auction house, you can see bids going up and down, etc. And they're live. When you're blind, you are literally blind. You're chucking it in in the hope that you know your bid is going to stick. Mm. Um, looking at this, nobody has picked up a two and a half star team, so all them will be available. I'm not currently sure if anyone owns, uh, just off the top of my head, if anyone owns um, two franchises at the moment. So it's looking like those that have missed out may end up with a two and a half star team. 
Mm. Uh, which they will not be happy about, especially Mark as well, because he's just come from a two and a half star team. Well, yeah, exactly. In fact, yeah. it might have been a little bit more than that. Mm. But um, yeah, so it's some good money spent there. But just on Joel there, forty six million. He's a Liverpool fan. You've got to spend that money. Oh yeah, I think one year we had um, Man United go for eighty five million. That was wow. a good few seasons ago. But it's because. That guy was a Man United fan, 85 million. That's the one he wanted to play with, and he bid on him. So, if you've got the money, spend it. Oh, I don't 100%. mind. 100%. Well, yeah, I bet you don't. Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> of course yeah. you don't. Rubbing <laughs> his hands yeah. together on his pile of swimming his pile of one-pound notes. <laughs> Honestly, the banker will be very happy. The banker will not be in uh, jam sandwiches tonight. Let's have you uh, have you know that. Um, oh, definitely, definitely. So, so, I mean, looking again, looking through here, you say about nobody's got two teams. I think the only person who has got two teams is Jizzle for Shizzle, who he, he won Lil and he won um, Uara Reds. And like you say about the Malian as well, yeah, you're right. It was a three-star team he had previously, and now he's gone down to a two-and-a-half. So it just shows, obviously, that gamble. <laughs> that gamble, you know, it doesn't always pay off, yeah. which, you know, unfortunately, that's that's sometimes how the cookie crumbles. But I'm sure he'll save up for next time. And like myself, if I see a big uh, big franchise come come next season that I think, oh, yeah, that looks nice, then, yeah, I'll be all over it. But this time round, I was happy with LA Galaxy. Yeah. Um, you know, Ash, you're set for life now with Arsenal. I can't imagine you're going to want to change. So it's like you say, if if you can get the right franchise, especially one that you support, then you quids in because you've only got to do it the once, and it makes a, a lot of sense. Um, right. I mean, coming away from the fantasy league slightly, um, we're still obviously going to be talking about the site. Um, we're going to take advantage of having Marcus on, and I just want you to just sort of briefly run over Marcus, how, how you um, sort of envision. The Pickums and the Bookies feature, obviously, now we've got this on the new site. How you envision that going? So the, the floor is yours, mate. Sort of, you know, speak away. What do you think it's going to work like? No pressure there, is there? Um, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> well, we had the Bookies. <laughs> we had the Bookies on the previous forum setup, and it's something that I love seeing happen because I think on a site like ours, where you put so much um, money into bets, I think that the game changes. The only downside to the bookies at the moment is that because we're dealing in millions, um, it kind of, we have to limit the bets. So at the moment, I've sort of hit it at 2 million. That'll be the maximum ongoing. If we feel the need to increase it, then we will, but I very much doubt it. In terms of the actual setup, what I want to try and do is get the actual AG games involved in it as well. So we've the the streaming side of things has been a massive success. There's many a time that we've sat in the tournaments at night. We've watched finals, we've watched semi-finals. Um, I obviously missed the Bertie and Wince game on was it on Sunday night? Mm. Um, I obviously missed that, but I'm not sure how many people watched it. But I heard it was really really popular. People were watching it, and we want to sort of entail the um, put the bookies together with that and make it all one. So betting the money actually means something on an outcome of an AG game or, you know, a relegation battle, a top of the league clash. So eventually I want to try and bind it all together with the bookies so that we can do that. Not just the Premier League, not just Champions League, because week on week, that'll just get boring. We've got to think outside the box and do something different with it. Well, I mean, you can look at it, obviously, like you say, you're right in what you've said, obviously, 
I mean, not just the the fantasy league. You've got the golf, you know, which is absolutely massive at the minute. You know, you could say who you think is going to win the golf week on week, and as much as obviously the handicaps come into it, yeah, you've got your favourites, you've got your Joe, your Paulos, your Rhino. You know, they could obviously be priced at you know sort of eight, you know, you know, odds against. Do you know what I mean? And sort of you know, real crappy odds. And you could have your yeah. outsiders like myself, who you know, and Joby, for example, who they're not the worst in the world. You know, we could have decent odds and might shock a few. You never know. Um, but I think for me personally, looking at the bookies feature, obviously I've used it a couple of times last weekend when we had the new fixtures released for the uh, the League One and Two and the Championship. And I think it worked really well. I think having you know, like you did before, you know, your little accumulator thrown in, your little. Um, sort of, you know, win, draw, and I think it's just quite nice. It just adds a different dynamic to the site. Um, same with, obviously, hopefully when the pickums gets going as well. I think that would be quite good um, to uh, to sort of integrate in. I think, again, it's just, like you said, with a streaming feature, with the bookies, it's just taking us to the next level, which obviously the more people we get involved and the more people we um, we recruit to the site and, and the more the message spreads, uh, you know, on social media and whatnot, and through word of mouth, it, it makes it for a, a much more enjoyable and um, sort of happy community, really. And I think it's, it's only good things coming from it. In um... exactly, mate. I mean, it's all about the experience, isn't it? At the end of the day, you know, you want to come online to enjoy it, get away from the everyday bits and bobs of life, and things like that. And if and if things like that make people stick and you know just make games a little bit more interesting, especially with the golf that you mentioned, then is it fourteen that we're up to now at the moment? The Bry said, I mean, eighteen, yeah, eighteen. That's fantastic. Eighteen, week. you know, one for each hole. Each bet on each round before they're launched, etc. Yeah, <laughs> um, bet on each round, etc. You know, just just get people involved in it. Mm. Just get people involved. No, hundred percent. Um, right, well, we're going to move on now because I know we're taking off a bit of time. We might just try and cap it around the 45-minute mark. Um, we're going to move on to listeners' questions and round off the show with that. So, uh, a couple of ones that are coming, obviously, late, late notice. Obviously, a few people knew you were coming on, Marcus. So, I'll throw the first one at you if you don't oh, mind. Oh, God. Um, so, first oh, things man. first, then. So, um, this one, again, I'll, I'll keep it all, all anonymous and just throw the questions at you individually. So, Marcus, what do you think about going forward? Name and shame. Yeah. What do you think about going forward? Obviously, we've got FIFA, we've got golf that are regular tournaments. What other games would you like to see added on? Obviously, we've got COD coming out soon, um, Fortnite, all these other games. What do you think, obviously, would be a good feature going forward? What's going to be the next game that um, sort of captivates the, the community? Um, to be honest, I'd love to see anything and everything. Um the only downside to that is um, is that you've got to have admins to run it. You know, you've seen how successful the leagues are, you've seen how successful the golf is, and that's because you've got one or two guys who are focusing on it and making it better. Um, Games-wise, Rocket League, basically anything that's one versus one or two versus two, anything that's team-related mm. that you can do on the site, we can add. It just needs that dedication and commitment Forza, Forza is going to be another one this year. I mean, Ash, I mean, you, you've been part of the Forza crew. You ran Forza nights for us for years on a Monday night, and that was like a regular racing meet for the night. I think we stretched out. Was it Forza uh, four or Forza five that we stretched out over twelve months with about eight yeah. eight Grand yeah, Prix, something like um, that? We had Ash. Yeah, Forza six, I think it was, was the big one. Um, I think we got must have been about six, seven seasons out of that. 
weeks and each season yeah. ran for about eight weeks so it yeah. was um you know we, we got a lot out of it uh fours or six fair enough i mean but so again I in mean, terms any, of the cycle really... jam you know yeah i mean it's it's anything that people want i mean i'm going to whack out a forum post later this month because i'd like i'd like the gaming events to be a lot more structured mm. It's easy for me to come on on a Friday night and turn around and say, well, we're having it tonight or we're having it Saturday, etc. I think having a little bit of structure, people can arrange their games around it, especially when the season starts. You know, don't want to play tonight, I want to play in the events. So two people can arrange their game around it. Just a little bit more structure within the gaming event side of things and more feedback from the members. So anyone who's listening, that is vitally important when that forum post goes out feedback as much as you can because even if it's something little or minute to your idea it can be a game changer and i've always said that yeah 100 percent. like i say you know that's the even the smallest idea can improve the site <clears throat> i mean looking obviously like you say as well one of the things we've talked about is that you know different times for tournaments as well and different days and you know not always friday at nine it could be saturday at so and so it could be sunday at 10 it can be sunday at seven you know we can mix it up we can change it up, and I think obviously without people's input, though, you know, and someone to run it, if if you're not available and, and things like that, then it, it won't work. So it really does need someone to step up, and if they're that concerned and they, you know, they want to make sure they're getting involved, they need to voice their opinion. They can't just have other people do it for them and and then sort of whinge in the background. Um, I mean, going mm-hmm. going forward as well, Ash, question for you. Um, you know, based on you being sort of the guy who tends to review a lot of the games and play a lot of the games on the site, what are you looking forward to seeing going forward uh, this year in, release, in regards to game releases? Yeah, I mean, obviously we come towards the final quarter of the year, which is when all the uh, all the big games hit. Um, you know, you've got your, your games that hit every year, FIFA, uh, Battlefield, Call of Duty, all of which, I mean, Call of Duty that actually launches... Uh, is a month early earlier this year. Um, normally, as a November release, it comes out. I think it's the nineteenth of October, or it might be the week before that. Um, you know, and obviously you get your uh, your battlefields, your fifas, and uh, whatnot. But I, I think the big game for me that I'm really looking forward to has got to be Red Dead Redemption Two. Um, you know, I, it's been I can't remember when the first one came out, but it's always been a game that behind GTA has. It's been there, yeah. You know, behind GTA has been one of their biggest projects. Uh, Red Dead Redemption was massive. Um, you know, and I, I, I see Red Dead Redemption 2 again following suit. It, it's really interesting to see that no other game has actually is going up against it. You look at the games that are released beforehand, and it's about a two week gap uh, between Call of Duty and Red Dead. And then there's about a two-week gap afterwards between Red Dead and Fallout. Uh, so it sort of has its own window. So I expect that is going to be the biggest game of the fight of uh, of this year. Uh, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Um, the other game that I'm, I'm personally really, really looking forward to, because for me, it's a childhood game, uh, you know, and that is the Spyro oh, yeah. uh, original trilogy, you know, and... That was a game that it first came out on the PS1, um, and I would spend hours and hours playing it, uh, going around collecting all the GMs and you know collecting all the dragons. And w- when they revealed it um, this year, um, that it was going to get a remastered uh, a remastered trilogy, 
I, I was uh, I was really really excited. Um, those are the two games that for me I'm really really looking forward to um, that are coming in the next few months. I mean, the other one that I will just touch on really really quickly uh, that I'm also looking forward to is uh, Kingdom Hearts, uh, Kingdom Hearts Three, mm. which I know doesn't hit until oh, January. Yeah, it's a good game, man. Um, I, 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 when they first revealed it at E3. I'd be lying if I said I was shocked to see it on an Xbox stage. Mm. Kingdom Hearts, which has historically been a PlayStation exclusive, um, was going to be coming to Xbox. Um, so we haven't seen too much of it. A couple of trailers, uh, but not too much in terms of detail. Um, but I'm really, really looking forward to that as well. So there's a number of good ones coming up, but those are my three, three standout personally, uh, personally for me. Cool. No, again, I agree with that, especially Kingdom Hearts. I remember playing as a kid the the first one, thought that was absolutely brilliant. Um, the way they sort of, you know, embedded and sort of threaded a storyline through the Disney franchise, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And obviously now Disney owns that bloody many things, you know, they can branch out into anything really, which it's it's got a real uh, a real vibrancy and sort of excitement yeah. about that game. So yeah, that would be looking forward to that one. Um. Got two two more things to mention really. One, um, it wasn't really a listener's question, but it's something that one of the listeners, um, along with a listener's question, actually recommended. Um, and having run it past Marcus and having uh, had a little chat about it prior to going onto the podcast, uh, it's something we're actually going to go ahead with. So I'll announce this now. Um, if um, going forward you submit a listener's question, um, and it's one of the ones we do ask, because obviously I'm guessing there'll be a lot more questions thrown in after this. Uh, we'll actually decide going forward on three million Scudo for the best question. So you know, if and we'll start naming them as well. So if you think you've got a question you want answering, if you want a question put across to the to myself and the boys, you know, get in touch. PM one of us on the site. Um, sort of mention it in a um, you know, in a party chat one night. You know, however you want to do it, put it in a thread. Um, up to you. We'll answer the question and whichever one we think's best. You know, gets us talking the most. Um, then we'll we'll award three million for the winner. I mean, what, what do you think about that, Marcus? Too much, too much. <laughs> Knock it down to half a million. I'm not giving away that much. No, no, I think it's a great idea to be honest. I tell you what, for the first one, we'll chuck in five million. How's that? Ooh, right, okay. So, so for, for the first question, five million, just for the first one. For two weeks away, we'll draw some interest in five million screwed to the best question. Right, there we go. No, got... it's um, in, yeah. interactions a great thing on the podcast, mate. I mean, like I took it abroad. I was listening, um, and you know, I was listening to it. It was fantastic, mate. It was fantastic, and I think getting more listeners' questions in as well is good because it, it's always good to get opinions, different opinions. And you boys have done a fantastic job, and to keep that going, be brilliant, yeah. No, thank you very much. I say, I'm sure I, I know I appreciate it. I'm sure Ash and obviously Joby, you know, I know he's crying into a, a hanky somewhere about his relegation, but I'm sure he appreciates it as well. Um, uh, <laughs> just sort of uh, moving on to the uh, the last listener's question, which kind of came about via uh, um, uh, sort of, well, a 3,000 word essay, really. Um, but we're just going to condense it down to <laughs> one, to yeah. one he, he'll know who I'm on about. We're going to condense it down to one simple question i'm going to direct it straight at you marcus and then we'll have a bit of a quick debate about it but will we see okay in the next few seasons a league reset where everybody has their teams and franchises taken off them and we start from day zero go what do you think god honest opinion no hallelujah the reason being 
is that <laughs> everyone's been debating and all sorts on all someone had to do was ask. Um, we've put a lot of work in behind the scenes to get the players, as you know, get all the teams set up. And I like the idea of taking the new team into the new FIFA. It makes the last season um, actually worth something because before when we've done it, we've we've said FIFA 18, that's where we're finished. We'll do a reset. People didn't give a shit about the last season. Mm. Um, now you are buying for what is going to be your FIFA 19 team. That will obviously carry on. From then on in, we will see how things go. Um, we'll probably hit Christmas on the current teams that you are, which is probably another, I would as a guess, had another three seasons, including this one coming up. After that, we'll then go from there. But it certainly won't be a hasty decision where we'll get to the end of the season and I'll turn around and say we're having a reset. That'll never happen. It'll all depend on how active your market is and it will all depend on um, where we are in terms of the current squads. Hmm. For me, you've got... Players between 70 and 80 at the moment, you've got thousands out there. There is no need to do a reset. You just carry on building your team. It's about me but me and the team managing the BFAs that are coming into the league, making sure that they're low enough, not so we don't stagnate at the top end of the market where people are not buying people. You know, you've got to just bed them in slowly. I think Bertie mentioned that in his PM where he said, that he was worried about the speed oh, of them. He's named well, that's dropped. just to get he's the market active and bring things in. <laughs> oh, well, I am sorry, but name names, it was Bertie. Um, so, yeah, just <laughs> nothing will happen the way that I see it until at least after Christmas. After then, we'll see, we'll take stock of what we got and then go from there. However, if we feel after, after two or three seasons, we're stagnating. We will look at other options. A full reset will be the last option. A full think, reset will be the last option. I think you made a good point. I think the, the main thing, obviously, Ash, I'll, I'll ask your opinion on this as well in a second, but for me, the main thing is the stagnation or lack of in the market. I think if the market's fluid and people are transferring, not just waiting for BFAs every week, I don't think there's any need to touch it. I think it's absolutely fine. But if people are holding on to the same players week in and week out, and happy to stick with their same players and never transfer. And, you know, every time someone says, you know, and I'll name drop for this one. I asked um, Storm, uh, sort of middle of last season, oh, how much for Finn Bogerson, his uh, his target man up front? He looked at how much I had. I think I had about 32 million Scudo in the bank and told me I couldn't afford his weaker foot. And Finn Bogerson, he's about a 70, <laughs> 77 rated striker, 78. And I'm not being funny, but with, with attitudes like that, it's, you know, don't be wrong, he might be his favourite player. I don't know, he might be related to him in some way in real life. I don't know. No idea. But at the same time, I think, you know, it's all about, you know, fair price and, you know, it, not sort of just putting up a wall when someone asks about your players. You know, if you want to offer, you know, the ends of the earth for a player, even if it is, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo, at least think about it. And if it's no, it's no. But the more these people that say, oh, we don't want a league reset because they've got their good teams, they need to realise that, by having them good teams and keeping hold of them good teams, they are the ones that are threatening a reset because they are being you know, stagnant and, and not allowing the fluid uh, motion of transferring players in the market. I mean, Ash, Ash what do you yeah, think about that? 
Yeah, I mean, I think you've hit it on the head there. Um, you know, it, it really does depend. You know, if things are stagnating, um, then obviously something will, uh, you know, will need to get the market back active and something will need to be done. But I think at the moment, you know, it, it will be about players having to buy players for, you know, thinking about the future. So looking at players who've got good potential. Um, you know, I mean, there's thousands of players that you'll get on the FIFA game. And with the new FIFA coming out, there'll be a load more, you know, there'll be a thousand more new ones that are not even in this one that have, uh, you know, come out of nowhere and uh, or get decent ratings. So, you know, I think you've you've hit it quite quite rightly on the heads, you know, as long as things don't stagnate and the market keeps on being active, then, um, y- you know, we can we can keep on going. No, sounds good. Um, right, we really do need to pretty much finish it there, but I've got two super quick questions that aren't listeners' questions, they're my questions. Uh, so you're going to hear them, Marcus. Um, one is, when on do, when do you envisage the league start date for next season? Obviously, now we've got the franchises, we've got the squads, we've got everything we need. When can we start beating each other? This It'll be this week. Um, I just think. need to load up all the teams into the uh, into the front end, and it'll definitely be at, at some point this week. Fantastic. So just for everyone, again, just to let them know, obviously we're recording this on the Tuesday night, Tuesday the seventh of August. So probably by the end of this week, we'll be looking at that then. Um, and last one, obviously because you know what I'm like, I'm mad for it. When's going to be the first BFA of the next season? I uh, can't tell you that. Oh, but yeah, it was worth a try. It was worth a try. Um, right. Worth a try. We, Definitely we really worth a try. Because we're approaching the hour mark, and I feel like everybody's going to have turned off by now, which is a shame because I'll have missed some key points. Um, but we really do need to stop it there. So, uh, Ash, I'll let you say goodbye first, matey. Yes. Cheers for listening, and um, see you all soon. Yeah, and Marcus. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for having me on. Uh, keep up the good work, guys. Yeah, no problem, mate. Absolutely no problem. And again, just remember, guys, listeners' questions. For best one for next uh, next podcast gets five million. Uh, so make sure you PM in myself, Joby, Ash, uh, or mention it in a party. However you want to do it, get them listeners' questions in, and you've got a chance of winning five million. So it's definitely worth it. But thanks for listening. Anyway, and, uh, that's all, folks. <laughs>